Welcome to Gadgets, a podcast from Gizmodo where we woman-splain the latest technology. I'm your host, Gizmodo reporter Florence Lyon, and I'm joined by my boss, consumer technology editor Caitlin McGarry. Hi, boss. Hello. Thank you for having me today. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you could find some time from your busy, busy editing schedule (laughs) to join us. Yes. As you do every week. I do. As the co-host here (laughs) at Jets. We had some technological difficulties, which we will talk about on uh, the episode later today. So that's why we're like just just flowing on by, flowing with flow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Caitlin, we – I know it's like not even the second month of this year, but already we're talking about like new phones. New phones. We are. Mm-hmm. New things. Yep. We're we're preparing for the spring onslaught, which I'm going to be honest, the fall onslaught brings like some more exciting stuff. But I think I think we might see some interesting gadgets uh, in the next couple months. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good that my mom saved that gift card I gave her before buying a Pixel, mm-hmm. because I feel like what mm-hmm. might be next might be more interesting to her. Oh, teaser. That's a tease. Was <laughs> <laughs> a teaser for you, mom? Um, all right. Before, but uh, after, after we get to that, we're also going to have Shoshana Wodinski on today. She's going to come on to talk about Google's new cookies and not the delicious sugar-filled kind Mm-mm. that I've been eating a lot of lately. Okay. In an attempt to comfort myself. Cookies are so comforting. I know. They're so comforting. (laughs) Um, And then, yes, before we go, we will talk about my problems. So I I made sure to... Yes, fangirl this week is going to be a little little different than usual Mm -hmm. because sometimes sometimes we're just finding our way through life and we need need an opportunity to talk about that. And this week, Flo, you're really going through it and we're here for you. Mercury is in retrograde, which mm. before y'all roll your eyes at me, Mercury actually is the ruler of technology. So it completely tracks here. And totally. as a result, everything has broken down on me. And so we'll talk about that from a non-astrological yeah. perspective, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it all it all makes sense. Uh, but yes, I believe every day you've just had something, <laughs> something happen. Blame I'm it like, on the moon. So many moon. things happen to one human person. <laughs> it's because there's too many variables. That's the problem. Mm. And don't start writing me about using Apple products. I don't want to hear it. You know, we talk, it in my we inbox. talk about That's this. not why we have gadgets at gizmodo.com. <laughs> We talk about this regularly because some of the issues you have would be solved by simply switching Consolidating ecosystems, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Okay, before we get into it, let's talk about the platform that I use. So, coming up next. Well, excuse us for having a gadget podcast, but as is behind the name gadgets we are here to talk about gadgets we are yes (laughs) it's it's about time we stay true to our mission statement (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Precisely. And considering the fact that uh, the rumor mill has just been absolutely heating up with information about what Samsung's next potential launch is going to be, it just felt like this would be an apt time to tell people to hold on to that cash Mm -hmm. because you might be buying a new Samsung device in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Yes. This week we learned that there is a Samsung event on February 9th. And while we're not entirely sure what is coming, we, we know a lot based on, well, Samsung is a leaky ship. We'll just say that <laughs> the company cannot keep anything under wraps. I swear to God, like before they launch anything, we've already seen pictures. We've already seen specs. Like we know what the thing is going to be. It's a little ridiculous, but this year is kind of exciting because If you have been using Samsung phones for a while, you know that they used to have a smaller Galaxy phone and then a gigantic Galaxy Note. And, you know, I think a lot of people remember the Note from when it caught fire. (laughs) If you haven't actually Uh, used... That's definitely when it became infamous. That's for darn sure. Yeah. Uh, The Galaxy Note 7 um, was a fire starter. Mm -hmm. And... Samsung had to do a lot of work to sort of rehab the image of the Note lineup. And then last year, it just kind of like went away. And it was like, that was the phone that got people super excited about using Samsung devices because it was like the first absolutely gigantic phone Mm -hmm. at a time when every company was making really small phones. Like Apple absolutely followed Samsung's lead on making a phone with a huge screen. And so it was kind of weird that Samsung was just like, okay, now we're done with that. We don't need that anymore. And people were like, "Uh, no, we absolutely do want a gigantic phone. Yes. So this year, Flo, what Mm -hmm. what do we think we know about what to expect? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I think my mom is getting her note back. (laughs) So (laughs) I have... Finally. She has refused to, yeah, she's refused to upgrade her Note 8 because she just loves the heck out of the form factor. And I am, you know, I've just been writing about this Ultra that is supposed to be coming through the pipeline. It's the successor to the Galaxy S21, which Mm -hmm. is the phone that exists now if you're a Samsung user. And it's, you know, it's always going to be like, higher performing than the last one. It's always going to have a better camera system than the last one. It's always going to be more powerful and have more room. You know, it's Mm -hmm. always the newest, coolest thing. But in this vein, what they're going to do from what the rumors are stating and what I've written on Gizmodo is the Ultra lineup is going to be the one that will bring you back to that note form factor. So you will get an S Pen. You'll get a stylus Mm -hmm. embedded right Mm -hmm. into the phone. With a little slot. Yeah, I I think that's like what people really loved about it. Like, it's basically the only flagship phone you can buy that has a little slot with a pen that just pops right out. You can use it like you would a tablet, you know? And it's kind of weird to me that Samsung is just like, okay, we're not going to call it a note, but it's a note because I think that will confuse people. Like, I think they should just call it a note. That's what people want it to be. But yeah, they're going to, they're going to probably release a Galaxy S22 Ultra that is essentially a Galaxy Note. Yep. I and just, I'm going to have to explain to everybody that this is actually the Note. 
Right. They keep saying uh, the company released, <laughs> you know, a little teaser last week. And it was like, there's some noteworthy features. And it's like, come on, you guys, like branding is important. It would be like if Apple changed the name of the iPhone and it was still an iPhone, but it was called something else. You know what people would call it? Mm -hmm. An iPhone. <laughs> like, why change the name? Mm -hmm. The name means a lot. The mm -hmm. name is important. Um, so I think that's extremely silly, but whatever. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just an unpaid consultant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to some degree. Uh, I will say that my mother, what she has noted that she loves about the note mm. is it's square corners. The square corners. The people just love the heck out of those corners, yes. man. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of weird to me because when I see older notes, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I love that, but it is distinctive. Like, it is distinctive. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a very squared off rectangle and it feels like a serious device. It's always been like really heavy. You know, it doesn't have like mm. the waterfall display. So it looks all rounded and cute. It's like, this is a serious phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I could definitely. For serious people. I could, yeah. For serious people. People who need pens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if. If you're interested in what Samsung's announcing next, you know Gizmodo's all over it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Galaxy Unpacked event is happening on February 9th, as Caitlin mentioned. It's starting at 7 a.m. for uh, West Coast folks, uh. 10 a.m. for East Coast folks. Uh, it's a live stream. Anybody can tune into it. And it usually, like, if you hang out on places like Twitter or TikTok, you are likely going to see some content around this, which will be, be interesting. Yes, and we will, of course, be reviewing everything that's announced. So uh, mm -hmm. stay tuned for more. Speaking of reviewing, I feel like this is a good chance for me to mention that we do have the Galaxy S21 Fan Edition mm -hmm. in more possession, and I'm going to be checking that out next. And so that's kind of like the later launch of the Samsung flagship. I know there's so many Samsung phones to keep track of, but... yeah. I mean, for if you for, use Samsung, <laughs> for regular folks, just know last year was the S21. This year, probably the S22. Why Samsung chose a couple of weeks before its launch of the S22 to release just like a really cheap version of the S21 is really anyone's guess. Um, again, if they would like to take advice from an unpaid consultant, I would say <laughs> that's a bad idea. But like... You know, <laughs> I'm no, just Caitlin, this is like the expired food aisle where everything is know, like 50 percent right? off. <laughs> <laughs> like you have a one week window to use this thing, but at least it's cheap. I mean, come on. This is absolutely wild to me. But like <sighs> they're just going to do what they're going to do. It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. By the way, I have bought old ramen packets before and they were fine. I they mean, fine. it's not going to kill you. Absolutely. It's mostly salt. Yeah. Preservatives. Preservatives. So, right. Yes. I don't know Which Samsung, Samsung phones don't have. Yeah. No. <laughs> not enough preservatives in the world to make this phone a good deal. But uh, again, we're reviewing it. So. <laughs> well, this is a good segue because when we get back, we're going to talk about cookies. Oh, boy. So. Uh, mm. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now joining us is our fellow Slackmate, Shoshana Wudinski. Hi, Shosh. Hi, Flo. Happy to be here. Welcome to the pod. Oh, I love the pod. <laughs> it's good pod. We love you. That's Aww. why we're having you here today, yeah. because we need you to explain to us some things that are actually not that delicious. And we're talking about cookies. We are. Uh, and- <laughs> It's okay. You're 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 not the first nor last person that's going to make that joke. <laughs> I know. I know. It's too I, easy. I, like, it's it's it. That's cookies are delicious. I I had like a big old black and white one Ooh. because I'm in New York. Oh. Yo, they're good. Yeah, but internet cookies are not that. Not they're not good. delicious. Mm-mm. No, uh, Shosh, we were wondering actually if you wouldn't mind giving like a. A quick little distilled rundown. So Google's been in the news lately about again. what it's doing to its <laughs> cookies. Again, yes. When is it not? <laughs> We're talking about the struggle bus earlier. Google is constantly on the struggle bus. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. Yes, the struggle bus that they commute through rush hour traffic. Oh, they're still running those buses, by the way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shosh. Yeah. What's going on? What? what? What's, what's up with cookies? <laughs> what, what are these cookies? Okay, so... Uh, very, very briefly, a cookie is basically just like a little piece of just uh, it's it's a little piece of software that is that a website kind of loads up that collects data about you for like a certain amount of time, be it like a few weeks, a month. And if you want to talk about uh, your data and cookies, they kind of collect little breadcrumbs of data about you that get collected into some sort of a hole that the cookie company can then use to target you with ads later on. Uh, so there's a bunch of different types of cookies. There's ever cookies, there's first party cookies, but the kinds of cookies that Google in particular is planning to deprecate from its browsers are called third party cookies. And third party cookies are gross for all sorts of reasons. Um, but just to briefly explain how they work, you've probably experienced something like this yourself. Um, I have a bunch of cats and I'm also planning a trip to Scotland pretty soon. So if I am on a website for like cat lovers, like a cat forum, that site could drop a cookie on my browser. And then later on, when I'm kind of like looking up prices for flights or whatever, that cookie is like slowly in the background collecting data from my browser as I'm like searching these what these kind of travel websites. And then when I go back to any site that supports that that supports that particular cookie, be it like the cat forum or any other website, um, it will likely display ads for, you know, cheap flights to Scotland or whatever. Right. And I'll be like, what? How did it know? And it's because that <laughs> gosh dang cat forum site was covertly tracking me the whole time. So this is something that Google has been, as you said, they're trying to get rid of third party cookies, which is super controversial for advertisers because they're like, no, 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 we 
would love that information still. Right. So what is the, what's Google's new solution to how it will make advertisers happy while also creeping people out? Maybe less TBD? Maybe right, less. TBD. <laughs> well, it's not, it's, I mean, like, obviously, like, who, who cares about advertisers really? But like, from like a, a competition perspective, it's actually, it's really kind of thorny because you're essentially like Google and Facebook collectively kind of dominate more than half of the billions and billions of dollars that people spend on digital ads every year. And what Google is essentially telling people is like, hey, you know, like that measly, like little percent that you're getting, we kind of want all of that. Mm. Because they're Mm. moving tracking from like web pages where cookies live into the browser that Google owns. So Google was basically saying like, hey, all of that information is ours now. And advertisers were like, wait, what? And then regulators were like, wait, what? So you had advertisers and regulators both in the EU and in the US just being like, competition-wise, this doesn't seem great. And from a privacy perspective, like, it kind of also didn't seem great because, hang on, let me let me back up a little bit. So the idea that Google first rolled out was called flock, like a flock of birds. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea that a lot of that involved moving things from the web page into the browser. Everyone was mad about it. But also people were mad from a privacy perspective because Google was essentially like, hey, we're getting rid of those creepy cookies you were complaining about. Isn't this great? But then folks weren't like, hey, Google's still kind of doing a lot of the tracking here. And the way they were doing the tracking was pretty insidious. Because the idea was that people's browsers would be assigned to a certain group based on people's browsing behaviors. So flocks were anonymous. They were lumped together with like thousands of people that like also browsed cat websites and were also looking for flights to Scotland and were also doing all these things. So people couldn't be individually identified the same way a cookie could individually identify people. But there wasn't really anything in place to keep a flock from disclosing, like, from being built around somebody's sexuality or race or Mm -hmm. gender. Because if I am, like, a good example is with uh, porn websites. Stay with me here. (laughs) All right, folks, we're getting into it. (laughs) Listen, it's time to talk about porn. (laughs) It's it's time to talk about porn. Because, like, for example, there's a lot of, like, cookie web, like, there's a lot of, like, cookie providers that won't work with porn sites for very obvious reasons. Um, But, you know, all a, like, a, like, if we're talking about, like, a gay porn website, I don't know the names of those, but there's plenty of them out there. Sure. If one of those sites, like, basically onboarded these flock software onto its back end, uh, anybody visiting that site could have a, could have that website, like, used to create a flock about them. So because flocks were essentially um, aggregated and anonymous and constructed from like such large groups of people, there was nothing really stopping anybody from creating flocks based on that sort of data. And there wasn't really anything users could do either. So folks in the privacy space got really mad for obvious reasons. Folks in competition were mad. So Google's like, we're scrapping that. We're going to roll out this hot new stuff called topics and unlike <laughs> sure why not it's literally, it's literally so hot. Called topics uh and google announced that uh this week uh it's great and what topics does is that instead of assigning your in, instead of like relegating you to a specific bucket based on your browsing history it still kind of does that but it only uses like a set list of topics 
So instead of potentially labeling somebody based on like the porn that they browse, mm. it instead labels people. And these topics are all freely available. Folks can browse them. It labels b- people based on like, I don't know, whether they're interested in marriage or whether they're interested in electronic music or whether they're interested in like buying a house, things like that, that are all relatively safe and family friendly. And <laughs> right. Google promises that all of the topics that we're making, at least right now, they're all like, none of them are sensitive. It doesn't have that issue that Flock did. And because anyone, like, it posted like a repo full of like, it, there's like about 100, uh, 350 of them out there. Uh, it's really good for transparency too. And like, sure, Google is still the one that will assign your browser to a particular topic. And Google still controls all of that. But like, this is happening in Chrome specifically. So Google kind of always held like a full deck of cards there. Right. So from a, from a user standpoint, before companies knew exactly, like I was the person looking for all this stuff, Flock made it so I was a gr- part of a group of people who were, was looking at this specific stuff. And now mm-hmm. I'm just a part of a topic that yeah. is like very benign and like, maybe it's fine if I get served ads for electronic music concerts or yeah. whatever. So like on the whole, does this seem better? <laughs> it does. Okay. It, no, no, no. It like inarguably does, which okay. is why like a lot of, a lot mm. of us are out there just like waiting for Google to kind of drop the ball the way Google <laughs> usually does. Because, Inevitably. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's just 350 topics right now, but sure. like major data brokers out there will offer you like more than 4,000. And those often include things like race or political leanings or things like that. So what Google's offering here seems to be kind of like they're trying to make everyone happy. But it's very clearly like early stages and could quickly spiral downhill depending on like what the company does. And Google always spirals downhill. So like (laughs) it's a it's a massive conglomerate. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And advertisers <laughs> want those sensitive categories. So like they're like, and Google wants to keep advertisers happy because sure. that's how it makes its money. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah, it's definitely something to watch. But right now, yeah, it, it seems good. <laughs> asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. <laughs> I will say if you try and if, Google <laughs> search for how to turn off cookies, uh, it'll take you to the Google support page, which says, Allow all cookies. Block all cookies. Not recommended. (laughs) It is not recommended that you block all that tracking because then how will ads be served to you? And to be fair, like a lot of people don't mind being tracked because they like the super specific ads. Like they like the cheap flights ad that shows up on the cat forum because like (laughs) then they might book the cheap flight. Like show don't don't kill me but like people don't care <laughs> a lot no, about their no, no, privacy no it's, no, it's, a lot it's, of people no, it's, don't it's, it's, it's true it's absolutely true but also like there's certain types of cookies that like keep you logged in when you visit a web page right and if you t- mm-hmm. yeah and if you turn them off you have to log in every single time yeah so it's a matter yeah it's it's i mean privacy privacy is about trade-offs and it's just like if you'd rather have the convenience then it's like personally like i I leave cookies on because, heck, yeah, I want a cheap flight to Scotland. Those <laughs> things are expensive. And, like, I hate having to log in. So, like, Right. Hate it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, even though I'm a privacy reporter, I understand that, like, convenient, like time is money. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, I, yes. Yeah. In this society? Yeah. <laughs> yes, in this is. society. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shosh, I wanted to ask you something sort of related. It's just the thing is, like, I... 
I understand why you're not on TikTok, but I really feel like... It's not a privacy thing. It's like a time thing. I just know I'll get sucked in. No, that's and I that's why I understand why you're not on TikTok because it is true that I have lost hours of my life to it in the last couple of weeks. And lots of your but money keeps... from supporting <laughs> TikTok creators. Wait, yeah. seriously? Oh, yes. It's really heartwarming. Oh, yeah. But we need to stage an intervention. <laughs> Listen, people offer services. I give them money. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, like, I, but I, I support YouTubers. Like it's fine. We all have our see see. Yeah. But the thing is, is like my algorithm has taken me into the, you know, the tech like corners of it where it's all these people coming in and like, I've got an explainer for you. And the latest meme that's been going around lately is just about um, there's the clip starts with tell me something about a job you used to work at that people might not know about a place, you know, you used to work at. And some former tech people have been like stitching their answers to this as part mm-hmm. of the meme. And the biggest one that has been surfacing is the tech companies are actually listening to you. That that's a psyop. That's like I, I don't know what that <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not real. <laughs> I I mean like I mean like okay. So there's many there's t- there's tons of ways companies track you like cookies are just one way uh dig- mm-hmm. like if you walk outside there's a digital billboard that you walk by that's another way you're mm. you, if you have a connected television that's another way if you have mm-hmm. a smart refrigerator that's another way uh tracking things like phone calls in particular it's just legally thorny because of wiretapping laws and like at a certain that's point that's true yeah no, and in a certain point, there's tech companies that, like, will look at the kind of voice data landscape that you get from, like, uh, smart homes, for example, like, like right. smart home tech. And they'll just be like, you know, there's probably something there, but we don't want to wade into that because sure. it's so legally kind of treacherous. That said, there are call tracking companies that are out there that kind of specialize in this stuff. But, and this is a very big but. Uh, they're not, like, listening to your phone calls. If you ever, like, call up, like, a pharmacy or, like, an insurance company and they say, this call may be monitored for, like, quality purposes, uh, that's what that means. There's a tracking company on the other end that's, like, kind of sorting through the content of that call to, like, better track you or target you with stuff further down the line, either from that company that you're talking to or by somebody else. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, I know. <sighs> but... Uh, notice how you don't he- like when you're talking to like your grandma you don't hear this call maybe monitor for quality <laughs> assurance and like if you do i i have some bad news about your grandma <laughs> like- grandma's <laughs> tracking us for ads too oh god it never ends uh flow but but to bring but to bring it back uh, to what you were saying uh people that work in tech are smart but they don't always know what they're talking about mm. they're like smart or contextualize it <laughs> or contextualize it. Or, or like they're smart yeah. in like very specific ways and they might just be saying what they're saying for clout mm. uh because clout mm. clout's great on tiktok clout? <laughs> <No>. chasing <laughs> no. i can't believe it <laughs> see see i I, uh, I, I i don't i don't know how clout works because i'm not on tiktok ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note Shush, yeah. thank you for explaining it Shush, all to us. Thank you so we much. We appreciate you. Thanks, mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for having me on, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the world is a much bleaker place now that we know all of the facts, but we are enlightened, so thank you. <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, thank thanks, you guys. so much. Thank you, Shosh. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, it's that time again where we fangirl. Well, I guess we can't fan over something that brings us disdain. (laughs) Uh, Well, you're really going through it today. I feel like, uh, yeah, we can't really fangirl over this, but we're manifesting some solutions to your tech problems, um, and we're fangirling over the eventual freedom you'll feel (laughs) from from this tech purgatory that you're in um yeah yeah. can you tell tell us tell us what's going on with you sure well i want to tell folks who might be feeling like i am just let down by all their stuff um (laughs) i i have this laptop that i bought and spent a lot of money on in the midst of a supply chain shortage and it's it's been very on and off uh, with things, but it's actually not causing me the problem. The problem is that I had a USB dock that was powering up everything. <sighs> and the USB dock seems to have burnt out. Mm. So yesterday when I tried to lock back onto my computer after a couple days that I had to take off due to a never-ending migraine. <sighs> it's just, it's computer, just a snowball. It just, it's a snowball. Of- it just felt like it exploded and just nothing would fire up. And I, the thing with laptops though, folks, is that you're not really supposed to use them like a desktop. You're not actually supposed to plug in like 10 plus things and have it work in yeah. that way. And so that's why I am having problems. To to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> like I really, okay. So my solutions for you historically have been to perhaps buy an Apple product that is cheaper than the Dell that you spent thousands of dollars on and also just kind of like works. But I realize, I know when I say it, that you're not going to take that advice because you, you, you're just not in that ecosystem. You're like so far beyond switching that it just would be impossible. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think it's useful for you to experience these problems both so I can be like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to experience this (laughs) because I don't use those (laughs) products, but also because so many people, like a lot of us are still working from home. So many people have had to piece together, you know, home setups with just like things that they've been able to track down when it's hard to buy stuff. And like, the more things you add to your setup, the higher likelihood that something's going to fail. And then it sends like your whole, basically kills your entire system. Yeah. The problem is I'm a podcaster. That's my big problem. Listen, and I need a podcast listen. machine. <laughs> that's that's what I need. I mean, I'm bringing this up because I feel like folks out there are like, why can't my laptop do everything? It's because your laptop is actually not supposed to do everything. It's supposed to be your mobile computer, not unless you buy like a gaming 
PC, but if you buy a gaming laptop, I should say they are actually equipped with much, with much bigger power supplies so they can actually power up more things. The whole point of this laptop that I have, it's an ultra thin unibody. So it's supposed to be for like video editing on the go mm -hmm. for when I'm on the go, not at home all the time. But I, I defaulted to this because there were no components to build a PC, which I wanted to do. Um, and so I just kind of went for the next best thing I could think of. Mm -hmm. And it's just been, I, I do feel like I would not be having these problems if we were not still in the midst of a pandemic with supply chain issues. Sure. And, you know, I could go, I could buy a graphics card, I could buy a processor, I could buy a PC case and put all these things together. And I just want to bring it up because if anybody out there is just like also having shitty computer problems, just know that it happens even to those of us who make our living telling you all about it. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's super common. Yeah, it's super common. And like, we're all just relying on this stuff all the time, like way more than we would be normally. Like usually I would have a work mm -hmm. machine, a personal machine. I'd leave my work machine at the office. I'd come home. Like I'd have, you know, I have like my MacBook Air and they would, I would have, I would be able to stretch things out across multiple things. And now I'm just doing everything on one thing. So it's definitely like, it's getting harder as it is just in life to separate your work from your personal <laughs> life. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's affecting the gadgets we use as well. Yep. It's very true. Thankfully, it's not my phone giving me problems, which is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> and I can admit that as an Android user, <laughs> I, I know what I signed up for. <laughs> I just like, well, I would just like to see you for one month, just completely switch to like an iPhone MacBook setup and just watch like the little sparks come out of your ears. <laughs> And as can like you I, fall in love. <laughs> can I tell you, my husband has been really just turning on me. When I met him, he was a Windows fanboy. We've been together for a long uh -huh. time. And I told we went to Best Buy so I could go buy this like last minute dock to try and, and get through. And I was telling him how Caitlin's always on my case about <laughs> upgrading to <laughs> Apple. And he's like, why don't you? Why don't you start covering ah! Apple things? Yes. He's like, it's because he has a full, I mean, he has two MacBook Pros now. He has one for work because mm -hmm. he found out he likes it better for coding. And he has one for making music now because he's like super into making synth, synth oh. wave. So, okay. Wow. I love this journey. Yeah, he has like this whole MacBook Pro setup with like all the peripherals you can connect uh -huh. to it. And the thing is, he gave me his dock yesterday, his the little one that he uses. Um, and it wasn't powering up my PC. And he's like, it always works fine on the Mac with the music Interesting. stuff. Interesting. We should explore that in more detail. <laughs> I know. His music stuff is, uh, it's. Well, see, I it's, get it. I really get it. And. I I appreciate that you are on the other side of this divide because I get a lot of interesting perspective from you. I just would like to see you try it out for a little bit just to see, just to see what happens. But I... We should do the great switch. You switch with me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to rely on Windows full time. Android is fine. I can... I've used... 
a million Android phones. Yes. Um, but yeah, getting used to Windows again would be, oh God. I am, I am such a Windows power user because I've been using it since like, since I was a kid. So it's just so, you know, it's funny ingrained in me using windows i didn't use mac and i didn't use a mac until i was like well into college like my my pc when i did you have an ibook i had a uh i had the white macbook yeah you did um (laughs) the white plastic macbook chunky as hell i actually still own it it's it's never get rid of it i would never get rid of it doesn't hold a charge yeah it doesn't hold a charge anymore um which I know because I had to power it up a few years ago to get all the photos I had off of it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I should probably do that before this thing just like doesn't turn on anymore. Um, but yeah, I grew up using, I used Windows. I got my first computer. Our family got our first computer when I was like six years old and I used Windows up until I was 20. And I just don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could switch back to it. It's been so long. But I would be willing to to try this out. Let's talk about it. We should talk about it. We sh- but we should switch everything, too. I mean, you should switch your smartwatch and, like, go full. The thing is that the... <laughs> Oh, it's just... This is not a new concept. I know people. I know people have written about this before, but it's always... Yeah. It's always interesting. You know, I would, I always wonder what would life be like with an Apple Watch? Would I be happier? <laughs> <laughs> the great question. Would I be happier with an Apple Watch? I mean, probably more so than the Android watches we've seen so far. But maybe maybe we'll see something from Google this year on that front. A little, mm. little teaser. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's right. You can read about that on gizmodo.com, right. by the way, if you're interested. Uh, just put together a little a little rumor roundup about all the mm-hmm. all the all the rumors. Yeah. We expect some big things in May. So just around mm-hmm. the corner. Just in time for my birthday, in case anybody's wondering, Google does plan its product launches around my birthday. True. True. Um Yeah. That's <laughs> historically historically accurate. I've spent a lot of uh my birthdays on the show on the floor at Google I.O. <laughs> So, Uh, yeah. Wow. I know. (sighs) I know. Anyway, um, we've got plenty of more gadgets to look forward to this year. So I just want to thank everybody for tuning in every week to Gadgets. We've been really enjoying you and enjoying having you here. And if you like what you listen to, we'd really love for you to tell your friends. You can also, uh, you know, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That really helps us out a lot, actually. Um, Even if you don't write anything, it helps a lot. So just go and slip us a fiver. Five star. (laughs) Five stars or nothing, please. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then if you've got any, like, questions, comments, suggestions, you can always send us an email at gadgets at gizmodo.com. That goes to both me and Caitlin, and we will read whatever you've got. Uh, You can also tweet us at Gizmodo, or you can tweet us at our personal Twitter profiles. I'm at OthatFlow. Caitlin is at Caitlin underscore McGarry. Don't forget that little underscore. Mm -hmm. That's how you'll find her. Uh, We would like to thank our producer and sound engineer, Ryan Allen. Thank you so much for making us sound good and for disclosing before you record us every week. (laughs) As per California law. Yes, I believe that is required. (laughs) Uh, We also want to thank our cover designer, Vicky Lita. We always will think of you when we look at our beautiful cover art. 
Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, we will we'll be here again next week to drag you through all of the wild gadget news. Mm-hmm. So come. <laughs> drag through with us. Yes. Join us on this journey. <laughs> 